everyone, and welcome to AmeriCrown Dreams, a podcast about the British royal family. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jenna. Did you receive an invite to the royal wedding? Yeah, neither did we. Despite this glaring oversight, it hasn't stopped Jenna and I from planning our own bash where we will toast the happy couple many, many, many times. With just days until the royal nuptials, it's time to get cracking on how you'll throw a party of your own. On this week's episode, we're sharing how we'll celebrate with the recipes, drinks, and games, and more that honor not only our love of the UK, but the bride and groom themselves. And we're here to talk about the wedding. Ah, it's so close. It's so close. Uh, We are two weeks away. Or, or so, and we—I mean, when we're recording it, a little bit under two weeks, and so we are um, discussing, you know, the the latest in news that we've heard. I mean, we've gotten a lot of updates lately, and then we're also going to talk about our own shindig that we'll be throwing to celebrate and watch very early in the morning on May nineteenth. <laughs> I know. I when I sent out the invite to a couple of our girlfriends, mostly just our book club, right? Our book club is awesome. Uh, to attend in person, some a lot of our friends are going international. They and, are, and, and even our our lovely friend Shelby, who is a listener, shout out our show, yeah, shout out to Shelby. Uh, she's going to be in Japan, so we're gonna we're gonna be having satellite parties, hopefully. Yeah, I don't know what time will it be in Japan. It, it'll be like nine p.m. So that's oh, like okay, that's not that's like. That's a great time. Like, not that I don't mind getting, I don't mind getting up early. No. It's just, it's just kind of nice that it's like 9 p.m. Even if she is, you know, there's obviously like jet lag and everything, but. And like, you know, there's more fun things to do when you're in Japan. Right. Like, right. go out and be in Japan and like have fun there. There's than... a whole theme park dedicated to Hello Kitty. I don't even really like Hello Kitty, but I would be there. There's like a fox refuge where you can go and play with foxes. Oh, I mean, these all sound great. I know. I had to research. Apparently, you have to like take a train and then drive, or like maybe take a bus or take an Uber or whatever the equivalent uh-huh. is there, because I of course had to look at it because my husband's obsessed with boxes. So right, that would be like his heaven. <laughs> so I was like, oh god, if we ever go to Japan, <laughs> do we have to go there? And then I was like, oh, thank God, it's out of the way. <laughs> I am not driving there anyway. But yeah, we um, are really getting excited. Uh, there is a lot of planning to do, and we'll be talking a lot about the details of our celebration. Um, but first, we can start just talking about the latest updates of Royal Wedding News. So yes, Kensington Palace has been just uh, sending us all the updates apparently lately, which is great. And uh, some of the announcements they've made is that uh, this was the day after uh, baby Louie was born. Um but uh, that Harry has chosen his best man, and he has chosen. Wait for it! Oh my it's gosh! Prince William! Oh my god! <gasps> no way! <What>? I'm so surprised. <laughs> I would was have that, never predicted was that. Pause. Helpful. Yeah, I would have never predicted suspense. It. Yeah, I wouldn't have either. <laughs> uh, but yes, he has selected his brother, and uh, yeah, there was a really cute Instagram post. If you didn't see it, of uh, just obviously some photos of them together throughout the years, including a really cute one with the, like little policeman hat on and oh they were bobbies i know (laughs) (sighs) so yeah so he just said that he was excited to have his brother you know stand by his side on such an important event which is awesome to hear 
Yeah, I'm glad to hear it um, because Will obviously had Harry be his best man, which was kind of a, it was like a, a break from tradition a little bit because typically royal weddings haven't had the traditional best man made of honor designations. They've had like, or or at least when it comes to, you know, like high up members, they've had like being like the supporter or something like that, I think. And so it was kind of like a, no, I really want him to play this typical role because he is my best man. And so now Harry gets to return the favor. And they both get to wear uniforms. Not that they wouldn't, that Wills wouldn't, but they're both going to look so great. Yay. Sigh. With hats on. Hats. Cover the bald spots. Um, But at the same time, um, Megan announced, or Kensington Palace announced on her behalf that she is not going to have a maid of honor. So the the party line is that Megan has so many close friends and didn't want to hurt feelings, so she has chosen to just kind of opt out of that choice. Um, I think, honestly, it doesn't surprise me that much because... She doesn't have a very close sister like Kate did with Pippa, Mm -hmm. where it was kind of like when you have like a a really close sister or someone like that, like it's pretty clear who your maid of honor would be. And so I think it would just made more sense for Megan to kind of go solo on this and just be surrounded by a herd of adorable children rather than, you know, somebody who doesn't really have a close familial or like royal connection. Yeah, and I was gonna say, you know, I even think about like having to choose someone. Like sometimes you just you you decide on somebody and it's just like, you know what? It's not it's not super personal. It's just this is the person I've decided. But I also think there's just a lot even think about how much Pippa's life changed just oh, by yeah. being I think the maid of honor. And thinking about just some of her friends, especially even they a lot of people I talked about that uh, one of Megan's best friends from college would be a likely person to be her her maid of honor she's just a normal everyday person to kind of put someone in that position again I think is a lot to ask someone even if you were like oh actually it's gonna be Priyanka is gonna be my right yeah like yeah she's a celebrity but she's still gonna still have to deal with like that always be known as you're just that bridesmaid and oh are you gonna upstage the bride and that kind of stuff yeah all the gossip and I mean it's also a lot to ask of somebody I mean to ask somebody to be a maid of honor at a normal person wedding is a lot like you were my maid of honor um and you had I mean you had been maid of honor at like a million other weddings besides (laughs) mine because like you're the greatest person ever and everyone wants you in their wedding and I was like I, I was kind of like, I don't want to make her do all that work. Like, you already have had to do, like, so many things. And so I really wanted to make sure that you were fine taking on whatever you wanted to take on. But then also, like, tell, telling you, like, you do not have to plan, you know, a bridal shower if you don't want to. You don't have to host a bridal shower if you don't want to. That kind of stuff. Like, because, you know, in, like, typical American weddings, it can be an insane amount and plus it's like expensive as hell like imagine the amount of money you'd have to pay to like get a trainer and facials and I mean if you're Priyanka Chopra you're already paying the money probably but anyone else is like shit I'm gonna have you know 50 million billion people looking at me I better look good like or at least you know try try to spend enough (laughs) money to get the best like I don't know whatever so I don't yeah, blame it's her. A lot. It's a lot. So 
no, I think she made the right decision. And I think especially if she has close friends, they can help her get ready. They can be with her at, you know, the hotel or what, whatever the her overnight, you know, accommodations, as as Kensington Palace called it. Yeah. Um, to be with her that at that time where it's not there's no, you know, glare of the cameras or anything like that. And to support her. Right. Support her from a distance. And also, I think it'll be, you know, assumedly uh, a lot of the, you know, there will be the traditional like. I don't know, are they called the bridesmaids? The little, like the little girls who are bridesmaids and stuff. And I think that it's probably exciting for them to, you know, play a a special role like that. And so we'll get plenty of really cute pictures. But yeah, I'm so excited to see it I know. The next thing that they talked about is they discussed the music that will be part of the ceremony. And uh, the everything will be under the direction of the director of music of St. George's. And uh, in particular, they decided to call out the two, or at least the musicians that will be part of it. Uh, They will have 19-year-old cellist, uh, and I'm sorry if I get this name wrong, but uh, Shaku Kana Mason. And uh, he was uh, playing at an event that Prince Harry attended last June, and that's how Harry found out about him. And then additionally, uh, as part of the choir, or at least the the singing, the songs and all that, will be Karen Gibson and the Kingdom Choir. And uh, they're made up of a group of British artists, and uh, they've been performing for over 20 years. So, and, wow. And I listened to some of their music, and I'm probably going to cry. Oh, I will definitely cry. Yeah, because I was like kind of swept up in emotion so i mean um, choral music does that to you especially <laughs> like does. in those old lofty churches because like, it's not very often that you encounter that type of music nowadays no it'll all be so beautiful i know i was just like i was like oh god is this what they're playing at um their wedding I was like, gonna no, sing, not. <laughs> no i was gonna say now i'm just picturing the nuns singing how do you solve a problem like maria oh, she walks like, down the God, that just makes me cry. Every time. I love that part. That's my favorite part. Oh my god, I love that part of the movie right. so much. So good. I don't think that. I mean, Megan, you can't really transpose into Maria. It has one too few syllables. Oh well. But her. How do you solve a problem like Harry? I feel like that's a better. That's a better um, thing. I feel like Harry is definitely the Maria von Trapp of the relationship. <laughs> right. <laughs> How do you solve a problem like Prince Harry? There we go. I right. solved it. Right. He's just this wild, <laughs> wild thing. And then he meets this. He's know, spinning in the mountains. And he realizes this this life he never knew he wanted could be his. And Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and there's no Nazis. So that's great. Well. Yeah. Is there? Oh. Is there? Oh, uh, no. Anyway. He ran away from the Nazi-ism. I don't know. That's exactly it. He needed to meet his own Captain Von Trapp, who could be like, stop being foolish. I'm attractive. Okay, anyway. Moving right. on. I have, I have, I have a whistle. Us. Sorry. I have a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Okay, moving on. They also announced the carriage accommodations. Um, so... I believe, and it'll kind of echo what happened when Will and Kate got married, is that obviously the bride and groom will arrive separately, um, probably in more traditional, like, or more modern cars. Uh, But when they leave the church, they will be um, transported through Windsor in a carriage. And so they've chosen the Ascot Landau, which is a, I, I mean, one of the many carriages that the royals have for such events. Um... 
and it will be pulled by Windsor Gray horses, including a father and son team named Storm and Tyrone. And they will be uh, joined by a traveling escort of the Household Cavalry Regiment, which it was uh, Prince Harry's army regiment. And so a fun fact is that Landau carriages are convertibles or like the first convertibles. <laughs> so um, obviously it rains sometimes in England. You might have heard of that. It does. And so it kind of is ready for action if, if it's uh, not miserable weather out they will not have a top on it and you'll be able to see uh them and it'll be kind of like what it typically looks like when people are riding to state functions um and then if it is raining uh they can put a top on it so that it's not pouring on the happy couple yes let's hope that they don't need to do that right i hope that it's you know good weather or whatever weather they want and that at least it won't be pouring. Ugh. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it all spruced up and all the pretty horses. Yeah, and uh, the next thing is just talking about, so a lot of people are like, oh, you know, Megan's really close with her mom and it appears she might not be as close with her dad. Is her mom going to walk her down the aisle um, or, or both of her parents? And uh, that was also released, that kind of plan. And I think that they struck a really good balance here. Um, so Megan's mom, Doria, uh, will ride with Megan from, yes, her overnight destination to St. George's. So that's one of my, that was one of my favorite parts of Kate. And oh, I know. Will's wedding was when she got in the car with her dad and they like drove the drive from um, from the Goring Hotel to Westminster Abbey. And so I'm, I'm super excited for this because, you know, you can kind of, hopefully, if all goes to plan, you won't see quite her entire dress, but some parts of it. And then from there, yep, so they'll go to the steps of St. George where her dad will be meeting them there um, to walk her down the aisle. So her mom will actually get out a little bit before. Um, they'll make one stop and Doria will get out. And then the, I believe some of the page boys and bridesmaids will join her for that kind of that final stretch. And then she'll meet up with her father to walk down the aisle. Oh. Yeah, so I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. I think I this is a great balance because, yeah, she can kind of include both of her parents during the day since they're so important to both of or Both are so important to her. Yeah. And it's, uh, I think, a really nice way to include her mom and, yeah, and her dad at the same time. Oh, which we did talk about this last. Oh my God! Yeah, we, I was going to mention her dad. <laughs> there were there were some paparazzi photos. Oh my God! Of this Megan's is so dad good. Of um, him sitting in like a Starbucks, and he's reading like a picture book <laughs> about pictures of England, and um, it's just yeah, and you can see it from the window, just like in the largest letters, like pictures of England. This book, I actually went to see if I could purchase this book on Amazon, but it's out of print. Damn it! Um, yeah, it was like like $98 no I was like that's not worth it um so Thomas Markle is totally trying to figure this all out <laughs> and I'm so proud of him I know because this has to be super daunting because they also mentioned that uh her mom and her dad will uh, be coming to England the week before the wedding so very soon to like just meet Harry's entire family and right. that sounds so freaking overwhelming oh my god yeah like trying to just like think of things to talk about not that you know the royal family isn't completely well versed in how to have a conversation with someone like that's what they do like 90 percent of the time during their job is having conversations with people but yeah but it's I, it's a little you'd want it different yeah, on the other end <laughs> right but if you don't know much about it or like i don't obviously know 
uh, her dad's uh, level of research and comfort level of knowing things about England, but in the UK. But I would definitely be studying up. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the royal we, where her the main character's mother like takes like etiquette lessons and like totally studies her up on everything to do with England possible and like her dad is like nah and then they both end up being pretty successful in their own right but it's really funny because like them trying to interact with all of these posh royals they uh they don't always um make the impression they want Mm -hmm. uh but yes and then there's other members of the family um i could talk about this if you want me to so the Spencers are also in the mix. I mean, obviously we'll be seeing, you know, uh, Charles and Camilla and the Queen and all of the royals, but um, Harry's late mother, uh, her family will also be in attendance. All three of Diana's siblings um, will be at the wedding and Lady Jane Fellows will give the reading. So the Kensington Palace announced that Prince Harry and Miss Markle both feel honored that Lady Jane will be representing her family and helping to celebrate the memory of the late princess on the wedding day. So that's, again, another really um, great way for them to kind of bring in an honor apparent and a branch of the family that Mm -hmm. unfortunately can't be in attendance. Though, did you read or did you hear about like the tab, some like uh, medium lady said that like ghost Diana is going to be attending the wedding? Oh, no. That was like a headline. I've, I've got to find it. But um, they were talking about this on one of my favorite other podcasts, Who Weekly. They've been doing, since, like in the run-up to the wedding, they've been doing every week this segment called The Most Markless Headline of the Week. And it's been like the craziest headline about Meghan Markle or the royal wedding. And one of them was like, Ghost Diana will be there, says this crazy person. <laughs> who claims that she's been communicating with like uh, Princess Diana from beyond, who will definitely be there. And it's like, oh. So I don't know if you believe Uh, that lady. She'll be there. Um, If you have other spiritual beliefs, she'll also be there a little bit less insanely. But um, otherwise, you know, this is a great way to to kind of um, bring his mother into the day. On Saturday morning, um, Kensington Palace will uh, release a full order of service on their website, so you can follow along at home. Yeah. So you can know what's happening. Print it out, maybe put it on some nice paper, Ooh. so you can also feel like you have a wedding program. Mm-hmm. Maybe so. get uh, the Duchess of Cambridge to sketch a picture of St. George's Chapel to go on the cover. Uh, I don't yes. know. Maybe she will do that once again. Yeah, maybe I'll do a stick figure drawing of the wedding and print it out. (laughs) That's about in line with my artistic ability when it comes to drawing, at least. So I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, exactly how they describe everything and being able to kind of follow along because, well, I don't know if we were, I don't think we were planning on talking about this, but, and I think we've mentioned it, but like how we watched Will and Kate's wedding, Mm -hmm. like I had no idea what was happening. It seemed to be taking a very long time, but part of it might have been that I was in a frat house, like common living room. It was like six in the morning through eight in the morning. And I was like sitting on the couch next to my now husband. And like we had some like beers and it was like a music festival that day. So we were kind of like awake, but really tired. And then this 
other guy who I've never met before came in, sat down next to me on the couch to watch it and then fell asleep on my arm. And I was just like, uh, what's happening here? I don't know who this is. And everyone was like, no, just let him sleep. He's so tired. I was like, I don't. This is so awkward. You're like, no, I would so no. I'm looking forward to an experience where I can like appreciate things and like follow along and hear it more clearly and not be like in a disgusting frat house when I Right. Watching. This will be a very clean, you know, nice smelling yeah. event, I hope for you. I hope it'll be very different. I think it'll be ten times better. But anyway, now that we I mean we've we know all this information. We've we've talked about the Besides what we've talked about today, we've talked about the flowers, the cake, um, I mean, the location of the ceremony, um, the various people who will be in attendance and the branches of the military who will be taking part of the day. We've heard a lot. And I mean, why are we getting so much information? What's your thought? You know, for me, I, I think it's really trying to just cut a lot of the press speculation and kind of the madness. I think... I think in this case, it's actually really helped to kind of feed the beast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if they hadn't haven't shared as much, I think that people would just be like, oh, what are they doing? And kind of searching and trying to search, 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 and really press for that kind of stuff that really they can just kind of easily provide. And I think it also is important. I think it also just kind of shows also just the personality of Prince Harry and Meghan that they are kind of more laid back and willing to share this type of information just because they don't have as much of a... Their wedding is obviously a little bit more different since Harry and Meghan aren't going to inherit a throne in any way. Right. Um, And so, yeah, I think... I I mean, I mostly think it's just a way to... Yeah, they do want... They do say, and they say a lot in their, you know, their press releases that they do want to make people feel involved. And and I think that's really great. Um, so I, I've just been like, wow, they're just send, sending so much information at us. Is is there some sort of other, other thing I should be considering? I don't know. But I, I think it's just more that there's, I think there's a lot less press speculation. The press doesn't have to do as much work to get that. And I think that's, I think that's really helping with press relations too, since that's always been something that hasn't always been the greatest between the Wales boys and obviously the media, since they have some issues. Yeah. I think it also is nice to hear like the specific information that they've been releasing has often gone to some of the more minor details of the wedding that would be overshadowed if they were just announced the day of because we all know that when the day comes we're going to be talking about you know Megan's dress and you know all the what what everyone was wearing what it looked like what it sounded like and just the things that we can see so like right the flowers, we'll be talking about how beautiful the flowers are, but we might not know the florist's name or we might not care about it as much as we care about who the d- dress designer is. Uh, similarly, we won't get to eat any of the cake. We won't maybe even see the cake until we get a photo. There's a photo released later. Um, you know, the musicians that you talked about earlier, we'll hear them. Um, but I think one of the things that Harry and Meghan want to do is make sure that they're highlighting the people who they've chosen to incorporate into their day because of their special talents or service to their country. And I think this is a way that they can make sure that those people are kind of getting the good of the spotlight. Like, Mm -hmm. because again, they would kind of be lost in the shuffle otherwise. And so they've, I think, been staggering out these announcements to kind of give people like a week to themselves, like, 
okay, this week we're talking about, you know, these two topics. And so, you know, normally that would just be rounded up in like a giant long news article at the end of a wedding if it hadn't been announced. But now they're getting whole articles written about them or about their organizations. And like, you know, so we learn more about um, the Kingdom Choir and, you know, it drives you to go listen to some of their work, whereas you know, after the wedding, you might, we're all going to be so excited, we might forget to go follow right. up on that kind of stuff. So I think it's it's really nice um, to get this kind of information ahead of time. It's mm-hmm. like, they're still saving us some surprises for us. Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe they're not. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I think it's really nice what they're doing. And I like it. For sure. It also probably cuts out some questions that they'd probably get asked over and over again. Oh, constantly. Well, now they have to be like, you know what? Check our website. It's all there. Uh-huh. Um, but there's still one piece of speculation people are kind of wondering about, um, besides, you know, the obvious questions that we definitely won't get an answer to until mm-hmm. the day, um, which is whether Harry is planning on wearing a ring. I mean, I don't know. My husband wears a wedding ring. Does your husband, your husband? He does. He does. Yeah. I know that there are many people who don't. Um for a variety of reasons. A lot of people, some people have jobs where it's just impractical to have mm-hmm. a ring on. Um, and so they just kind of let it let it fly. Um, there are other people who just, you know, don't like how it feels or looks or whatever. You do you, as long as yeah. it makes you happy and your spouse happy, whatever. Um, but William, for example, does not wear a wedding ring. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of questions. Do you think Harry will or not? I don't know. I can see him as more of a jewelry guy. I know, like, William apparently doesn't like jewelry, and so that's why he just chose not to. Yeah. Anyone? Well, also, can... everyone knows William's married. Like, right. well, I mean, I same with every... Harry, too. Right. <laughs> and also, as though yeah. that's going to stop women who are trying to, like, flirt with them or more. You right. know, like, everyone knows who they are. They're not really easily disguised. They're right. going to spot you dad dancing in Switzerland and sell video footage of it to a tabloid. And right. so, like, and we're going to watch it. You're not going to be. Yeah. And you're not going to be <laughs> sneaky. Like, everyone is going to know, like, who you are. And everyone knows you're married. So mm-hmm. I guess it's like if that's what your idea of wearing a re- wedding ring is, is like a mark of like off the market, then, you know, it's kind of a moot point, I'd say, with those guys. Right. Um, it also stops the speculation because, you know, sometimes like somebody won't wear a ring. Like my husband, when he goes and works out or plays soccer, he doesn't wear his wedding ring. And I'm fine with that because I don't want him to like get an injury like because mm-hmm. that can really that can happen. Uh, and I don't want to deal with that. And I don't want him to suffer anything like that. So it's fine. But if, like, say he were a subject of, like, the paparazzi and he was walking home from a soccer game and he, you know, had his wedding ring and it was just sitting in, you know, on our dresser at home and they were like, oh, trouble in paradise? But really it's just mm-hmm. like, no, he doesn't want to have his finger degloved. Don't Google that. Don't Google it. Oh, I don't know. No, nope. I'm already barfing just nope. thinking of it. Nope. Don't nope. think about it. Don't think about it. Oh, Never mind. I, I Dogs, can't, I puppies, can't kittens. Oh, kitten. Princess okay. Louis, or Princess Louis, okay. Princess Charlotte, <laughs> Prince Louis. Both. <laughs> oh, okay. Think of the cheeks. Think of the cheeks. Okay. Thank okay. you. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Should have said trigger warning. Oh, you should have, because all of a sudden I was like, I can't stop. No, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, 
But yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, it, there's legit reasons why people, you know, will just like not be wearing their ring. And so mm-hmm. when like the press is trained on you and they're going to take any like sign uh, as like a sign that your marriage is failing, like I, I would be kind of incli- less inclined to, you know, do that. But um, I don't know. I think he could. I think it's possible. He may he'll probably still wear his bracelet or yeah. something similar to that. Um, which is, you know, there's these bracelets that both Harry and Meghan have worn and were wearing before their engagement was publicly announced. And it was kind of seen as a maybe possible stand-in for an engagement ring, like a, a, a symbol of their commitment to each other before they could publicly announce that they were engaged. So there might be something like that, but we'll we'll keep an eye out. You never know. All right, now I'm excited for the second thing, this okay. next thing, because I haven't yes. do it. <laughs> so I haven't clicked. Yes. Tell me when to click. Okay, I will. Um, so, and it is a video actually, so it might oh, not it is. Oh, I immediately tell you the information, but there might be text. I only watched the video though. Um, but uh, if you've been a fan of the show, say yes to the dress. Oftentimes, uh, for some reason unknown to me personally. A lot of the brides want to wear a Panina Tournay dress. And a lot of the times Panina Tournay herself will appear on the episode. And uh, she actually spoke with People magazine to discuss her wedding dress predictions for Meghan. And uh, the reason why is because Panina actually predicted correctly last time that Kate would wear Alexander McQueen. And uh, so, yeah, so when she spoke to People, she also said she thinks Meghan's going to wear Alexander McQueen, which I thought was kind of lazy of her. Because yeah. she's so not wearing Alexander McQueen. <laughs> no, I would highly... I'd be if very she, surprised. If she does, I will... I don't know. I don't really want to commit myself too much here. So I'm going to go back on that. Anyways, if, it's, if, not ha- it's just not happening. Yeah. If she I does, think, I will eat a head of broccoli. Okay. I can okay. do that. I don't want to do that, but I can. <laughs> I will do that as well. Okay. Or something. And I will write an apology to everyone for failing. <laughs> you will read a public apology. I will read a public apology if she wears Alexander McQueen. There's so many other British designers. Yeah. And I yeah. don't think and she people wants- And designers around the Commonwealth to choose from. And she does uh, not want to draw that comparison. Why? No, exactly. Like, there's your wedding day is not that day to do that. Um, so they asked her, you know, to, like, compare, like, Megan. Uh, to something and she's like she's not really like her style and everything and she's like she's not really like a Barbie because she doesn't like wear like she's not like a square or something but she can she said Megan is uh, she compared Megan to a Bratz doll actually really (laughs) yeah she said Megan is a Bratz doll because she has attitude in her clothing what compared to a Barbie which is more like straight laced what (laughs) it's true uh, yeah. Who? So, what? Right. Yeah, I don't even they, know. Right. So I was just like, you know what? I am what a Bratz doll. Like, come on, dude. No, a Bratz doll <laughs> doesn't wear a beret. No. And a white blazer over a, a navy jet, uh, navy polo. Uh, like, oh uh, yes, for her polo appearances. No. Also, Bratz, Bratz dolls like, dress like the ugliest things ever. <laughs> Right, so I was just like, that's not, like, a compliment or even really just, yeah, I just wonder if, like, the people where people are like, okay, thank you, Miss Tournay. 
I mean, but also, like, again, I think we talked a little bit about Panini Tourney, like, as a joke in our uh, episode about dresses yes. that she would choose. And obviously her taste level is not mine, and I don't think mm-hmm. it's Megan's either. Um, right. I don't think we can... I I will... Um, I will read a public apology if she wears a panita tornado dress. So, like, whatever. But she is not going to show up in, like, a see-through bodice with, like, visible boning and, like, cleavage down to her toes. Like, it's not going to happen. No, it's so not. Which, like, do what makes you happy. Do what makes you feel good and stuff. But, like, at the same time, maybe don't spend $12,000 on it. I mean, you can scale back. Just show up in a bikini, like honestly, a bikini and like a million piles, like pounds of tool. That's all you need, right? If that's the, the look you're going the for, the equation for a tournée. Oh my gosh! <laughs> all right. <laughs> so yeah, so there you go from a, a supposed bridal, you know, expert. expert. Yeah, quote unquote. <laughs> um, then finally, I mean, we have some maybe more reliable gossip about the yes. dress. Um, there's a hot tip out there that Ralph and Russo um, is the dress designer. Um, this comes from the Daily Mail's Rebecca English, and it is quote according to her hand stitched and heavily beaded. And um, a lot of people, I mean, I think we brought it up as well. This was the uh, those were the designers behind the dress that Megan wore in her engagement photo shoot, the one that was a. Uh, it had reported that huge ruffled skirt. Huge ruffled skirt. And it was a reported like 70,000 pounds like for the dress. So it was very, very fancy. Um, I don't think that's very Brett Stahl-esque. So no. I don't know. But um, a lot of people are thinking that that's the, that's the identity of the designer, especially yeah. because Mr. Henry of Wales himself was photographed with the designers, right? Or was it yeah, at was, their boutique? He was, he was at least seen leaving yeah. their, their offices. So if we believe that Harry was there and involved at all with Megan's dress, then um, that might be a good clue. On the other hand, it could be that, you know, the Ralph and Russell, some people pointed out like, oh, they could design a tux for him. Or they could be designing... Um, similarly, like, since we know they're probably going to be, you know, two separate outfits so harry will be like in his military uniform um for the ceremony and then we'll likely change into a different outfit for the more informal reception later um and megan you know will probably change from her ceremony dress into something different for the evening as well like kate did and so it could be that you know it's one of the dresses is being designed by them Mm -hmm. or maybe i don't know he's getting her a present yeah. Yeah, all I have to say, and I don't think we mentioned Ralph and Russo in our episode where we discussed, you know, potential designers, at least the, what we thought. The reason why I've kind of ruled them out is because they're so, their dresses are just so busy and immaculate. They, they would really have to go out of character to create, I think, something that would at least be more Megan style. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even Alexander McQueen was able to tone themselves down a little bit. For Kate. Well, but, right, yeah. I mean, there wasn't squ- skulls on her dress or anything no. or whatnot. But um, there was still some really just really unique, or at least like really McQueen-esque things about her dress, like the, the, the corset and kind of the the padding that was kind of Victorian and all of that. Mm-hmm. The that collar. Of, 
Right, exactly. That went back to kind of similar things that McQueen does. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if if uh, this tip was correct. But I'm so excited. But seeing Harry come out like that way, like if it was really that secretive for the designer, wouldn't they come to him if they were like, okay, that's definitely who's designing the dress. But I guess if he doesn't know who's designing the dress, he might have just been like, I'm going to go to Ralph and Russo and they're my people. Yeah, maybe he's like sneaking around though. Maybe he's doing espionage and he's trying to track down what it looks like first because she won't tell him something. Harry's impatient. Yeah, who knows? (laughs) Anyway, well, I think that's it for our, um, our review of the most recent wedding news. I think we can shift now to our discussion of our party planning. We got this uh, from a listener who suggested that we talk about our own plans for a royal wedding watching party. So yeah, so thank you to Phoebe who uh, sent in a message to us um, asking about, yeah, like what are some ideas that we can have for your own royal wedding watching party? And thankfully, we were already kind of thinking about this since we will obviously be hosting a party of our own. Yeah, again, it it might be a little sparsely attended due to the early hour, but I think that everyone there will have a fantastic time. Indeed. Um, There will at least be a lot of laughter and hopefully some coffee available for us uh, to keep us awake. And, you know, maybe some delicious food. So... We'll just be covering some of the different ideas of categories you can do. And obviously, you know, if you have any good ideas, like get in touch with us and we'll uh, we're always happy to, you know, hear about your ideas and talk about them more on next week's episode. Um, We want to hear from you guys, but we'll talk about what we're thinking of for our own party. Yeah, and for everything that we discussed today, obviously you only can hear what we're talking about. So when we describe food or decor or whatnot or drinks and whatnot, um, it's obviously easier to see things. Uh, We are going to put a link on our Instagram and also on our Facebook through, uh, it's called Linktree if you've noticed it. Uh, A lot of Instagrammers are using it now. It's just a link you click on. It gives you a directory of all the links of a bunch of links and that'll be a way you can kind of see the recipes we talk about and yeah if you do have something you want to share we're happy to post that there too as well yeah and so this is um a lot of times we'll be talking about like various recipes and so rather than just the the more basic ideas so we'll be able to direct you to some helpful web pages and give the uh, the people who actually drafted the recipes the proper credit <laughs> indeed we i did not have time to make my own creations um, and I thought I'd just leave it up to the experts. At least so, when it comes to food and drink. Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm not, uh, I, I can make things, but I've never created. So who knows? I might make some twists on a few of these things that I'll discuss in a moment, but who knows? Uh, but yeah, talking about some of the food. Uh, so for our party, I am kind of going from a theme of kind of where uh, Harry and Meghan, their present, their past, and their future in order to display that with our food, um, I'm going to have all of our food have uh, is kind of themed from places that we know that they've traveled to together, or um, obviously some you know British food in general that obviously goes with their wedding. Uh, so one of the first things that I'm going to make, I'm going to make a Jamaican banana cake. Woo! Uh, because yes, in 2016, one of our first, it was one of the first paparazzi sightings we got of them together was when they attended a wedding in Jamaica. 
And also because there had been all that speculation about were they going to have a banana wedding cake? Yeah, because apparently like dull bananas, <laughs> you know, remember they drew the like horrifying cartoon of one banana right. proposing to another <laughs> banana. Right. Oh. So I thought this would be a way to kind of combine both of those thoughts together. And yeah, these are just kind of banana bread bars, honestly. And then you kind of put a kind of caramel crumble on top. Ooh. And I thought that would be good, especially for us in the States who will be watching early in the morning. We're going to want more of a breakfast-themed item. Exactly. uh, To have as well. Uh, And and it's a Martha Stewart recipe, so you know it's probably going to be pretty good. Yes. And uh, the next one is uh, Harry and Meghan also traveled to Botswana um, uh, in about September, August of September of last year. And uh, I was like looking I was for a recipe and I found a really great one, which is uh, lemon and condensed milk biscuits or cookies. And these look delicious. I've never had cookies made with condensed milk, so I'm totally making these. I can imagine that it would be delicious because sweetened condensed milk is effectively caramel in a can. Yeah, I want to drink it. Yeah. Um, I have never done that. Maybe I will. I don't know. I make On a special occasion. <laughs> right. Oh, God. <laughs> Once a year. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, these are just your typical, they look like cookies, and then you put powdered sugar on top. So these look amazing, and I'm excited to make them. And then I even found something that is kind of Toronto slash Canadian themed. Mm. Um, and this is a butter tart, uh, which is apparently the dessert of Canada, is what I've what I've kind of seen. So it's kind of a sweet kind of looking, yeah, it's a tart with a kind of, you know, the kind of the crisper crust and then a delicious buttery, caramely center. So I'm going to make these butter tart squares, uh, which the recipe is from the New York Times, but the uh, Toronto Junior League uh, shared it with them. Lots yes. of caramel notes across the board, but I'm not complaining. Let me tell you. Yes. Are you okay with that? I love caramel. Okay, excellent. I'm all I thought this. I thought this would all please our group as well. Um, and then the last thing is, I think any wedding party should have a similar. If you know, we can't all be there, so we should at least be able to taste the cake. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we don't have you know um, Violet Bakery making our cake, but um, I found a recipe from Sainsbury, one of my favorite British grocery stores. Yes. Uh, for a lemon elderflower drizzle cake. So I'll be making a drizzle cake as well uh, so we can have the delights. That's very exciting. And it's very British. Drizzle cake is. is, I mean, I didn't know it existed until I watched Great British Bake Off, you know, binged that and learned <laughs> all about the, the delights that are drizzle cakes. Um, for my snack contributions, I'm going to be a champion for the lazy people out there who do not... <laughs> have time or really want to cook but want to you know throw some british flair into the mix um most like large grocery stores in the united states i mean in minnesota the local one is cub foods and um i can't i don't know exactly even high v high v would probably have it too um i don't know about your local supermarket necessarily or if you have a of a world market store. Ooh, a world market that's a good call or any kind of yeah. like especially any fancy like market like um, like, I don't know, go to like the rich suburb of your city and like find, <laughs> I don't know, follow lady in like a Lexus SUV. Go see where she goes Indeed. shopping. There are a lot of places that will sell like British foods. And now they're not the best necessarily. Like I cannot for the life of me find Walker's Thai chili crisps, which are the best 
like chips, potato chips I've ever eaten in my life. It's the best flavor and they don't sell them here in the States. And it makes me really sad every time I remember it. But um, they do sell things often like um, digestive biscuits. So like chocolate hobnobs, um, Mm -hmm. jammy Dodgers will sometimes be there. Um, So you can get a lot of different like packaged biscuits. And then um, sometimes you can get a more fun dessert. Like um, we would always buy a can of spotted (laughs) dick, (laughs) which was always very fun because what? But um, and it's really good. It is really good. It's really good. (laughs) So I don't even know exactly what it is. It's like a sponge cake with um, raisins in it and golden syrup, I think. And uh, yeah, so it's it's fun. And like they sell it in a can. and I've I've gotten it a few times um, and had it for various like British like theme parties I've hosted throughout the years. Um, similarly, if you want to go with like just basic um, like if you want something more savory, I guess you can get some like beans and tomatoes to have on toast or something. Like I don't know, cook yourself up a full English breakfast. Um, mm. You know, get some sausages, all that stuff. Have some dry, kind of cold toast. To scrape your <laughs> butter across? I don't know. I mean, let it sit out and air out and get stone cold for at least, you know, five minutes before you try to eat it. That's me being shady towards British people who don't like that Americans like our toast warm and like moist and things. Yeah, I, I want the butter to melt into exactly, it. Exactly, that's the point. Because I put, I put butter, I put jam, but I mostly just like it to, whatever I'm putting on it to melt a little bit. Exactly. Mm, that's not something that some Britons understand. But anyway, all that aside, we can come together and we can enjoy um, lots of snacks to eat mm-hmm. um, on the morning. And so, yeah, even if you can't find... Or if you don't have the time to make these recipes, I think you know you'd be able to go. I'm sure you can also buy some of this stuff online. Um, just Google around for like British snack foods, um, and also British candy. You can maybe find some candy bars, um, some jelly babies, some um, wine gums, all that kind of stuff. Mm, all so good. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could even get some cheesy whatsits. I don't know. I have never seen those here before. No, I haven't either. They're not that good. Don't don't at me. They're not that good. I agree. Um, but yes, uh, moving on to drink ideas. Uh, so mostly I'm going to talk about alcoholic beverages. Even in the States, I know it's going to be morning. It's going to be early. But it will be, you know, noon somewhere, right? Yeah, I mean, it's before. a Saturday. It's Most 5 o'clock of- somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a celebration. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I have a few just ideas. Um, so my first idea is uh, I found a recipe for an, uh, also going across kind of that the theme with uh, Will, not Will, excuse me, uh, Megan and Harry's wedding cake is an elderflower champagne mimosa. Uh, so I think that's perfect. Mimosas are for mornings. Mm-hmm. So that would be perfect. And that's got orange liqueur, um, elderflower tonic, and then you do a twist of lemon, obviously, with champagne or sparkling wine, whatever you choose. So something really simple and easy to make, but is different than your typical mimosa. Yes, very much. But also still ties into um, the theme of the day. I don't think we're going to have all of these at our party. No, that would be a lot. Yeah, there's not that many of us. We would, yeah, we'd all die. And then um, if you want to go real British, uh, I found a really great recipe for an Earl Grey cocktail. Hmm. And um, this one ends up having, uh, so yeah, you need 
some cold Earl Grey tea, gin, and then um, a honey simple syrup, lemon juice, and then if you would like to, you can uh, adorn it with some lavender sprigs. But I probably wouldn't do that if I end up make if I end up making this cocktail. I don't particularly like Earl Grey tea. No, me neither. Um, I'm an English breakfast girl. Yeah, but I'd be willing to try this one just to see if mixed with the gin and the honey, it's a little bit better. So I might make this one and test it out beforehand. Um, but it looks really beautiful. So yeah. I'm going to test it out and I will report back. But I, I'm more leaning towards the mimosas and the next drink that I think you're going to discuss a little bit more about. Yeah, so I am going to talk about um, a way you can honor the bride, which is by having one of her favorite cocktails, which is the Negroni. Um, so that's a pretty popular drink nowadays, but it's gin, vermouth, uh, rosso, and campari. So it's like a little bit of a bitter taste, but it is ultimately very good and very boozy. Um, drink in moderation, oh, yeah. if you're enjoying that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just a fun kind of like cocktail. It's, it's going to be a lot for morning, but again, it'll be, I think, a, a good party drink to have. Uh, other options uh, on the alcohol front is yes. if you want to go uh, for some wine, you can always get a bottle of Megan's, uh, the, the wine that's Megan's namesake of her erstwhile website, the TIG. Um, I've never had any TIG, and I don't know, I can't remember what that's short for, but you could go buy some um, and toast her with that. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can also go with uh, some Tig- beer. Tiganello, I Tiganello, think okay, thank yeah. you. And there, you could go with beer. And so I know beer isn't always the most appetizing sounding thing in the morning, but I will say there are some uh, British uh, style beer, which you might have heard of, an English breakfast stout, for example. And that is a darker beer that is a little bit more chocolatey. And so it's a lot more palatable in the morning. And it's something you can kind of drink slowly. And there are some uh, really good morning stouts or uh, stouts in general that will be mixed with coffee at times. Um, those might not necessarily fall into the like actual English beer category or made by like an English English brewery, but you can find something good and to your tastes to enjoy if you would rather sip a beer. Other than that, again, you can always just make yourself a nice pot of tea, right? Um, you know, you can get some Rabina. I don't know, do they sell Rabina here? It's like a black currant juice. Uh, I bet so. I'm trying to think of what else is British. I would just say have tea. Yeah. If you're going going that or you can make some like delightful like lemonade. It's going to yeah. be it's going to be like springy, summery. All that kind right. of stuff. You bet, you know what? I bet you can make a really delicious um non-alcoholic elder, elderflower mimosa type thing if you oh, just absolutely. did the elderflower tonic, the lemon and the or and orange juice. And like some kind of bubbly water, I'm sure that would be delicious. Yeah, we will certainly share. I'll look up one of those and share that. Too. Yeah, we might want to just like alternate, you know. Also, drink some water. It's early. Drink some water. Hydrate yeah. yourself. Hydrate. It's Do you know how many glasses day. of water Meghan Markle probably drinks in a day? Do you know how Ugh. hydrated she probably is? Do you know how she keeps <laughs> her complexion so gorgeous? Oh. She hooks herself up to an IV at night. I'm sure. Question mark. <laughs> She's one of those oxygen. Face mask things oh. that like pumps pure oh. oxygen onto your face. Oh, I want that. That sounds so great. I don't know what it does, but it's it looks cool. I would just feel better knowing I'm doing it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, 
And then also you can decorate your space to kind of cheer it up. So I'm going to pass the reins over to you about this because you yes. have you have done some fabulous decorating before and you have some fun updates for me on what will happen at this party. Yes. So um, for so for Jenna's uh, bridal shower, I did a British themed I in order to, you know, really bring in the best of the British, I kind of just print out anything really stereotypically British or anything that you really liked. For example, you really like Mary Berry. Oh, I love Mary Berry. (laughs) Obviously, Kate and Will, which I placed a photo, a wedding photo of them up near your presence. Yep. So that it, you know, it made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Potter, obviously. So I did a bunch of pictures. Yes, there were the Beatles were there. British. Yes, exactly. Um, so even though they're not really part of the day, just even just bringing in kind of those stereotypical, really quintessential British items, I feel really jazzed up a space. It did. And it was fun because I didn't know what the pictures were, but they were kind of scattered around my mother's like living room and I would be like oh look it's it's the Beatles hi yeah I thought it was really nice just for a party because people were could walk around and go see all of them mm-hmm. and then or if they would be like oh what is that and then you or I were like well yeah exactly that's Mary Berry she's very important to me um she was born in Bath in anyway but uh and also and I then I ob- printed out some photos of me and my husband Yes. From our various yes. trips to England, and that was nice too, because that yeah. that was more interesting to people who like knew me, right? <laughs> For yeah. some of them, at least. <laughs> exactly. So some really great photos of that, and then obviously I did the typical kind of the uh, Union Jack bunting. Yes, always a popular choice. Space. So yes, we will also be having some Union Jack bunting with Meghan and Harry's faces on it. Oh my God. Uh, uh, so yes, Amazon is a great place to go for some really quick, especially if you're a Prime member. Um, I bought some Meghan and Harry themed bunting for under $10. Oh my God. And I got a ton of it. So it's going to be... Yay. It's going to be places. Because uh, yeah, if you've listened to us before and heard where I'm going to be doing our basement... Is where mm-hmm. we'll be watching. Our basement is my husband's like nerd cave, and it's filled with like Nintendo, and Nintendo like memorabilia. Okay, but stuff, to be so. fair, that's only on one half of it, and the other half of it is completely Harry Potter. So it is, it is, but that's not the half we'll be in. We'll yeah, be in that's the, like, true. Game, gamer zone. So I really need to pick it up and really transform the space for our guests. You can put oh you you know the I need to the banjo kazooie um, banjo kazooie poster you should put like Will and Kate's faces <laughs> or just the royal family yes yeah because yeah. some of the amazing things that I did not so I ended up spending sixteen dollars on Amazon mm-hmm. um, I wanted to spend a hundred because I really wanted to buy they have a cardboard cutout of <gasps> Megan and Harry oh uh, from that would... their engagement photo call oh my god and I want that so bad um, it would scare the crap out of you every time you went downstairs though. I will oh, say absolutely. That. No, I would not. And that's the thing. I wouldn't keep it because I would freak out every mm-hmm. time I saw it. Even mm-hmm. if I was like, Fred, nope, nope, terrifying mm-hmm. murderers in my basement. This um, is a, this is an aside, but oh, yeah. and I have I don't think I've announced this on the pod yet, but I got a dog. I did. And so uh, my husband was getting his hair cut from our friend Hannah. Hi, Hannah, if you're listening. And I brought her over so Hannah could meet the dog. And Hannah has this like mannequin head like that she practices hairstyles on and the head was in a box (laughs) and my dog like lost her shit at it she was like growling and like she was terrified of this head in a box and stuff and I feel like that's what would happen to you if you got a cardboard cut out you would be like growling and being like what are you who sent you what is this evil 
and all that yeah. stuff. <laughs> Did you know that her head actually has a name? Yes, I do. And now I can't remember it, though. What it's, is- it's Helen. Oh, yeah, Helen. <laughs> I jokingly told her she should bring Helen to um, my wedding as her date. Because her um, boyfriend at the time couldn't make it. And I was like, bring Helen. Because she had been practicing my hairstyle for my wedding on it. <laughs> so I was like, Helen can be the date. Perfect. Oh, anyway. My dog did not like that. Anything else on decor? Sorry, I derailed us. No. No, I think that's about it. Yeah, we'll be pulling a lot of... I have surprisingly have a lot of bunting <laughs> from various events that I've I've hosted over the last couple of years. Yeah, uh, I mean really I mean the that stuff doesn't matter as much as I feel like the food personally. I'm more of a food person than a decor. Yeah, but. if you have it, you know, it's great to throw up uh on the walls and and make it a little bit more festive, but I think you know, if nothing else, you can print out a union jack at work on your computer and just wave it around or something. Go find something fun to to have and you'll Mm -hmm. yeah you'll be focused on the tv anyway let's be real indeed so Uh, with that in mind i'll talk a little bit about potential attire for you um obviously again in the united states it's gonna be early in the morning and so some people might be interested in dressing up and all fancy and pretending that they are actually attending the wedding um so you can wear a nice t-length dress or um some nice slacks in a morning jacket if you have it um with a top hat uh, you can also wear a hat with your dress i am planning on making several hats for uh the attendees of the party um i had caitlin send me some of her favorite kate hats uh from the past and i'm trying to replicate at least one of them authentically Whoa. and i am making my own hat because with a uh it's going to be red and it's going to, it's got feathers it's amazing and we'll be posting a lot of pictures of it i'm also making a baby sized hat for caitlin's daughter yay and that's one of my favorite things i've ever made and so i'm really excited about that but we will all be wearing hats your daughter will probably be wearing her t- hat for a very short amount of time i'm fine with right. that she will probably try to eat it yep that's likely i'm using non toxic materials don't worry yep Look, I'm looking at the the uh, thing right now. I'm using Mod Podge, and it says non-toxic in big letters. So, good. Um, but um, so there's that. But another thing is, like, if you don't, if you're just watching at home, you can still be British and just say, "I'm wearing my dressing gown while I watch." You know, put on your little Prince George robe or not. Put on your like <laughs> ratty old pajamas and just veg out wearing a snuggie. I think that that's a, an acceptable way. And I mean, all, honestly, if you really want to get into the mood, just go buy a or find a cheap plastic tiara at your local Target or dollar store. And I think you'll be all set and looking great. Yeah. And then finally, we've got some game ideas. Yes. Uh, so I do want to have a special shout out to our listener, Hannah, not our friend from Minnesota, Hannah, but another one of our listeners who sent us an amazing email with so many ideas and questions. I know it was a lot. Episode. It like, was in the most amazing way. I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to I have to take notes. But then I was like, oh, wait, it's written down. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, uh, thank you so much for that email. But uh, she also had a great idea about uh, creating a royal bingo card. And uh, I had also been thinking about this a little bit. Uh, but her email just spurred me to it that I have to do it. Mm-hmm. So I did actually start creating 
a template for a Bring Go game and uh, working on some topics of uh, what would be something. So I'll make the card and I'll post it so you guys can use it if you want to. And uh, I also have some, yeah, some some example ideas, but it'll be up to you to fill out your card. There'll be a free space, uh, but you can do kind of certain things. And this can also turn into a drinking game. I mean, it can. <laughs> I'm just saying it can. It's right. like one uh, time we all watched the Bachelor finale or Bachelorette finale. I don't remember which one together. And anytime they said the word journey, we took a, a sip. And then we realized, oh, that we can't. That's not tenable. We can't. No. We can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, you know, use your good sense when you um, make a game. Try not to make it so that you'll pass out for the rest of the day. Unless you're free to do that. I mean, but still. And yeah. uh, we have a wedding to go to. We have a wedding to go day, to later. So. so I'll be taking a power nap. Indeed. Um, Indeed. But Um, I will, I I mean, you can also just uh, turn it into a game to, you know, it's kind of fun to keep track of all the different stuff, like spotting different celebrities in the crowd. Yeah. Um, You know, what, like seeing like the craziest hat there or something like that. Yeah. And so some of the things I have that I'll put on the card that you can use as examples, but you can also make your own. as you do this with your friends or just do it by yourself. I would do this by myself. Um, you can say, you know, George gets in a fight with another page boy. Yeah, but you like know, not fisticuffs, well, but like. Right. But could it happen? If it happens, you mm-hmm. can mark that on your bingo card. You could. Or if uh, someone, every time they mention that Megan's making history, but don't really say why she's making history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if uh, they mention Eugenie or Beatrice's hats from Kate's wedding. Oh, God. Yeah. Or. Yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. Celebrity sightings, uh, certain people wearing certain, you know, designers, that kind of stuff. Mentioning Harry's wild past, you know, how he's this now tamed man. Exactly. Um, Some kind of, like, very American, like, butchering of a British pronunciation. That's a good one. I'm writing that down. Because that's that's definitely going to happen. I can't even think of what it might be, but, like... Like Leicester Square, like, when they say, like... Leicester. 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 <laughs> I had to explain that to somebody. We were doing like it was in law school and like she had lived in Leicester Square. Like she studied abroad and like or lived very near there. And the like name of the case we were talking about was like Leicester like company. I don't remember what. But she was like, why is she saying Leicester? It's Leicester. I was like, no, it is absolutely not that. Or it's like, you know, the name uh, Sinjin. Yeah. Like, yeah, the whole four weddings and a funeral. Mm-hmm. thing yeah <laughs> maybe yeah if they reenact if mr bean shows up i th- i say you just one bingo just black out that whole card oh that's true um Very true there's got to be like a yeah i mean i think it's fun and you can just look for a lot of different um different sites you can expect to see and some more like fun things mostly hopefully fun things mm-hmm. uh, so yeah so i will post a template to that uh when we publish this episode so it'll be available then Yeah, and I'm going to quickly interject because we were planning, I think, on talking about this at the top, and I forgot to mention it, but we will be um, talking about this, the the wedding, we'll be kind of like live blogging it, so to speak, but on our our Instagram and on our Twitter and possibly on our Facebook page, um, definitely on our Instagram, though, I think we'll be posting story um, to our stories. I don't think we'll be doing any live feeds, um, but you never know, Um, and we are going to be kind of using... On the different platforms, um, our own hashtag, and it is hashtag America Crown Dreams Come True, all one word. 
um, because we will be celebrating the American princess who is living, who we shall live vicariously through. I just ended a sentence with a preposition. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, so hashtag AmeriCrown dreams come true. And that's how you can follow us. That's what we will be uh, using to tag our posts on the day and probably on the, the evening of, or the, the evening before, I should say, in the run up to everything. Mm-hmm. And closing it out, I just want you to do this shout out. <laughs> if you're in New York City, go take it away. <laughs> so if you're in New York City and you uh, would like to attend uh, an amazing party, uh, don't worry, a royal warrant holder Kellogg cereal will be hosting a multi-course cereal infused menu for the royal wedding. And <laughs> what is it? Just a bunch of Weetabix? Like no, like okay. First of all, everything just it doesn't look good. Like no. they have they have cakes that you know are made of raisin bran barf. Hi. Um, they make hats and toppers. I will give them credit for their fascinators and hats that are made out of their cereal boxes. That okay, is okay. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Um, but some of the items they'll be having is uh, stately scones, okay. uh, which are scones with uh, with strawberries, basil, and whipped Fruit Loop cream. <laughs> Ew. Um, they'll have, uh, oh God. <laughs> Crispy gems. Crispy gems, which is Rice Krispies with encrusted scot- scotch eggs with sausage and bacon. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So it just doesn't sound good. It really doesn't. But the weird thing is that the um, the the chef who created this menu, uh, Chef Darren McGrady, he was actually um, the chef to Queen Elizabeth, Princess Diana, um, and William and Harry for 15 years. And he's cooked for five presidents. So I know this is more of a PR stunt, so he had to kind of work with what Kellogg's has to offer him. But well, you're, you're missing. He's now the owner of Eating Royally Fine Dining. Which oh. he's a public he's a author, culinary consultant, event planner, and public speaking speaker living in Plano, Texas. <laughs> Plano. He has a cookbook, a nice Eating place. Royally: Recipes and Remembrances from a Palace Kitchen. Um, so I guess you could also consult that for some ideas. Really, honestly, yeah. just find a Mary Berry cookbook if you want a British yeah. recipe. Yeah, she's effectively. So I have no doubt royalty. that some of these are good. It's just super funny. And if you are in New York, you do have to RSVP to the event. Um, so we'll put the. So I would probably look this up. Um, maybe I'll share it before this episode comes out, just in case you do want to do it um, and reserve a spot at the uh, the cafe in New York City. So. Hmm. Um. I, I certainly won't be wearing a Raisin Bran topper, but I appreciate Are it. you sure? Maybe that's what I'm making you. <laughs> oh, are you? No, no I'm kidding. <laughs> I would have to buy a box of Raisin Bran. What a waste of $3 or whatever it costs. Right. Uh, uh, no. It's, it's, a, it's not the worst cereal, but it's not, not a favorite of mine. Um, yeah. But no, I also loved that they said they're, um, they're reimagining the breakfast staple or using UK grandeur will meet U.S appeal to create a delicious cereal-centric menu. I mean, what more can you ask for? <laughs> right. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, it's so fun and we're so excited. This is going to be such a crazy two weeks. Um, next week, we will be discussing the seminal film that is coming out on Lifetime on Sunday, uh, May 13th, aka Mother's Day, um, which is Harry and Meghan. The Lifetime Royal original movies, And uh, we will be watching it together. We might 
uh, post about it on our social media, or we'll be trying, or we'll be watching it. I don't know if we'll be together, but we'll be both trying to watch the premiere. And um, I'm really looking forward to to seeing it, and we'll be discussing all all of its glory. Indeed, in the, on the I, next episode, I cannot wait. I think we'll also kind of do our final. We'll kind of do a pre-wedding wrap, like just wrap up kind of our final predictions. Yep. Um, and I think that'll be pretty quick, though, because I think in the last, you know, in the last couple of months, we've discussed, you know, dresses and tiaras and that kind of stuff. So um, I think we'll do kind of a quick run through to see if we've changed our minds about anything or mm-hmm. whatnot and and see how it all comes out on the day of. Right. Regardless, and we'll it's going to be great. We'll also have some information on um, kind of the stream, the like media channels and outlets that you'll be able to maybe stream or watch to um for the wedding and then also the other social media feeds that we will be looking at for commentary on the day the people whose opinions we care about to put it shortly so if you have any ideas for your own royal wedding watching party or would like to get in touch with us for any other reason you should get in touch you can email us at americrowndreams at gmail.com and we are also on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Dreams, and we're on Twitter at Dream. And you can also rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We highly appreciate it. And then I believe you wanted to do one final thing on um, just our sound quality as a kind of yeah. a housekeeping note. Yes, we had received uh, a message from one of our listeners just saying that they noticed that our voices might have been um, kind of different levels, and that was a little distracting. Uh, first of all, we obviously apologize. We're so sorry. Um, I'm definitely a much very, I'm very quiet. Yeah, I'm a loudmouth. It's not Caitlin's fault. She has to <laughs> modulate my levels a lot. I'm very frequently in the red, and I have to like keep backing up from the mic. It's 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 hard. But yes, it is a challenge just and especially since we do record in different spots. But um, I did uh, get a sound um, kind of normalizer and I used it on our previous episode when we discussed uh, Prince Louis's name. And I'll also use it on this episode. So if you are listening, listener or any of our listeners and you notice that it has improved, please let us know because we just want to know we're we're making the right steps to kind of even things out. And yeah. Um, and if you quality. And if you notice anything um, about, you know, kind of the sound quality or the editing or, I don't know, something else that's kind of logistically making it harder for you to listen than you would like, please let us know. And hopefully, I mean, if it's something we can fix, we will definitely try to do so because we want everyone to enjoy their listening experience. And I know it's hard when um, the sound quality isn't what you would want, Um, but we are trying. We're not, we do not have an, unfortunately, we don't have an intern we can bully uh, into making our stuff sound better. <laughs> um, so we're trying, but uh, your feedback is always really helpful for that. So yes. Thank you for letting us know. Are very grateful. Because, you know, I just listen and I'm like, okay, we sound great. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. No criticisms here. We're amazing. No. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, it was fun chatting with you, Caitlin, and I'm so excited for the next yes. two weeks. Yes, for sure. And we we'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.